Hey guys, it's JT McCallum here. Um, thank you very much for sticking out that last episode with us. Uh, that's why we have uh, this bonus episode, actually. Um, the audio, as I'm sure you've heard from episode four, isn't the greatest. Uh, we tried several times to uh, hook my mic and Evan's mic together, but we were having some some obvious technical difficulties. Um uh, I hope that you enjoy this episode. Um, we are a horror podcast, so I figure that uh, uh, we should do something scary. Uh, so for this, uh, my first bonus episode um, called Stranger Than Fiction, uh, we have my mom actually coming in and uh, telling some ghost stories. So uh, if that sounds fun to you, uh, feel free to, to keep listening to the episode. Um, Evan and I will be back uh, our usual three-week schedule. Um, I'm pretty sure he's trying to do a solo episode for himself uh, that he's going to be uploading. Um, but yeah, uh, enjoy this episode of Morbidly Deceased. Welcome to the fifth episode of Morbidly Deceased Podcast. I'm your host, JT McCallum, and Evan is not here today. Um, we are focusing on our solo episodes right now, actually, because of the poor audio quality with episode four. Um, so today, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, I had talked about in the episode before the new year about how um, we're each going to start our own solo topics and stuff, and Evan's going to go do some uh, Blu-ray um reviews and stuff like that, and mail calls and all that stuff, and movie reviews, and I was going to focus on other elements of horror. Um, one of them being uh, true-to-life ghost stories, and uh, when I was thinking of uh, the first person to have for my first episode, um, I thought of uh, the best person to tell real-life ghost stories, and that would be my mother. So, Barb, <laughs> uh, welcome to Morbidly Deceased. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of go through um, some pretty messed up ghost stories that uh, legitimately happened to her. Um, I know that some people are gonna call bullshit. <laughs> that's that's inevitable. Um, but I mean, like other than like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and all that fun stuff, you've never lied to me, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And this is all true facts. Yeah. So, like, you know, um, even uh, uh, you've 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 never lied to me about anything, uh, as far as I know. It, you've kind of been um, a little too honest sometimes <laughs> with certain things. Thanks. But uh, yeah. So so that's why I have no doubt in my mind that. Um, if not exactly the events that happened, uh, like the way that they happened that you're going to explain, uh, then definitely some part of it. Because, I mean, my grandparents are involved in the story. They all backed it up. Like, everybody everybody who you've ever told, or everybody involved in the story that you're about to tell has all told me that, that this is 100% It actually happened. True. Absolutely. So, uh, without further ado, take us back to Teenage Barb. At, okay. At Mason Drive. Yeah. Okay. So, I... 
grew up in Toronto, moved to Whitby when I was nine years old, and the home that we moved into was very haunted. Uh, prior to moving to Whitby, I had not yet had any um, situations with any kind of spiritual beings. Um, but the house that we lived in had apparently been haunting the people who lived there prior to us. They had seen shadows and things like that, which obviously my parents at nine years old never let me be privy to. Um, but, uh, my father, JT's grandfather would see a lot of shadows at nighttime and he would think that it was from cars going by and things like that. Um, later on, as more and more things started happening, we realized that they were actual shadows of people that, basically were in the house. And one thing that he told me too was that um, he was out one day and ran into the old homeowners and uh, the first thing the guy said was, oh, how are you enjoying the shadow people? And that's exactly (laughs) how we found out that they were there because otherwise it was just cut my father was never a believer sure my mother was always a believer because she had had her own experiences with spirits um my father was a disbeliever so and and you've always believed in spirits a hundred percent yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've always been very spiritual in general. Right. So, yeah, so for me, um, and as I get into the story, that's kind of this psychic woman had kind of explained to me over a tape um, that I'm very in tune with the spiritual world. Right, and that's something that you've <clears throat> got from your mother, and yes. then you pass down to your children. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, like... Uh, um, we're going to have to do more than one part on this. You'll, you'll, you'll come back eventually because we have more than just this one set of stories. Yeah, there's um, a lot <laughs> that yeah, we can talk about. No, yeah, exactly. And then, um, <clears throat> you know, if, if you want to start getting... I mean, not right the second, but mm-hmm. if we don't want to start talking about, like, reincarnation and stuff like that, you know, then you get into, like, our connection and stuff that, you know, like... Yeah, it, it just oh, yeah, gets, we could do, like, a whole gets, thing on right, us. <laughs> it, it gets weird because, I mean, this is just an aside, but... Um, the first time that I ever played with the Ouija board was with you, and uh, the Ouija board was giving us direct things to, like, this is the cemetery I'm buried in, here's my phone number, Yes. this is the plot number I'm buried at, this is my name, and we looked it up we online. We phoned this yeah, girl, phoned, and right. it was the person's house. Exactly. Yes, we exactly. phoned the number, and yeah, it, it was messed up. And it was somebody from the United States. So it wasn't no, I thought like, it was, like, Newfoundland Oh, maybe. Or I don't remember. But, it was yeah, far it, away yeah. anyways, and we had no idea that this place even existed. No, exactly. So, so yeah. So, mm-hmm. um... That's another story for another time because right now I want to focus on your main My your main spooky shit and okay. then um uh. S- these are the stories that I've been told my entire life. Every time we bring in some someone new to the uh, family, to the family or, or, yeah, you know, or friend, friends it's come like, over. It's like, yeah. oh my God, you have to hear my mom's ghost stories. Birthday parties, Bur- always yeah. sleepovers. Exactly. Mommy, come tell me my, your stories. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Um, so much so that um, I turned it into a script. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, the, these stories <laughs> are some of the. Well, you've grown up with them. Because I, yeah, I know pretty much every detail of these stories, but it's going to be really interesting for everyone else to hear. So, anyways, pick back up. With- okay, so, again, so, again, nine years old, didn't know anything about any spirits or anything. Um, and so, I was growing up in this house that was inevitably haunted that I wasn't aware of. Um, it was a three-bedroom bungalow house, and my parents had the back bedroom, and my older sister and I each had a bedroom at the front. And that's important to the story because originally my sister, um, Karen, she had the larger bedroom. When you were facing the house, it was the bedroom to the right. And I had the smaller bedroom. And the very first huge thing that kind of happened was Karen, she was 17 years old at the time. So I was still very young. There's eight and a half years between us. So it was kind of when we 
were newer to the house, Karen was sleeping and she had awoken from a dream and she never really knew if it was a dream or if it was real because it was so real. It felt like it was felt like it was real. Right. So, um, anyways, she got woken up and the bedroom or the bedroom that we were, that she was in, sorry, um, uh, was raised. So the driveway went down so you couldn't climb into a window, right. if you understand what I'm saying, because mm-hmm. it was higher up. Right. It, was a, it was kind of raised at the front of the house. So in this moment, she saw a shadow of a man wearing a fedora walking or climbing through her bedroom window. Right. And it was so real to her, and he was approaching her at the bed, and she panicked at 17 years old that this ghost spirit person right. was in her room, that she ran into my parents' bedroom and she freaked out and ended up sleeping in my parents' bedroom with them at right. 17 years old because right. it was so real to her. Right. Everybody obviously, oh, it was just a dream. Sure, you were dreaming. It was nothing, right? Just like Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> right. Know? It didn't it, happen. It, right. It doesn't matter. Right. right. Exactly. So then same bedroom, years later, um, she moved out. And because it was the larger bedroom, I took the larger bedroom. Right. So now I was living in that room. And in between when she was there and when I was there, my mother would um, notice things as well. So she was a night hawk. She was up till late or whatever. So the next day, sometimes she'd have a little nap. Mm-hmm. And when she'd be napping, um, she'd go to try and roll over and she'd feel a pressure on her back. So right. she couldn't move. Right. Right. So she would try and she was awake, but she would try and to move and she couldn't um the blankets would be kind of like pulled off of her uh she'd look she'd think maybe it was the cat like everybody always tried to find an explanation absolutely yeah because like nobody wanted to believe yeah there has to be a reason why this is happening right rational exactly even if you're a spirit believer you try to see if there's something else that could have made that happen so but there was never really any answers of why these things were happening but it was never it didn't have on a regular enough basis for us to be like, oh, we need Concern. to move. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> so, it was like poltergeist. Well, then we would have been moving. Sure. <laughs> well, I would have wanted to move. But anyways, so yeah. So then I was getting older, had the bigger bedroom where my sister had originally had this dream yeah. state kind of yeah. thing happen to her. And um, so I was talking on the phone with my friend one night. I was home alone um, and I had all the lights in the house were off except for my bedroom light. Right. And my door was closed in my bedroom, and I was talking to my friend, and I heard the music down the hallway, which is where the kitchen was, go on, like turn on. Right. And I said, hold on a second. So I put the phone down, and I kind of peeked out of my doorway, and I saw the kitchen light on. So I just as assumed my parents had come home. Right. And of course, you know, being all brave, I'm like, well, <laughs> no big deal. Right. I'm gonna go check and see if it's my parents. Oh my god. <laughs> and I creeped down the hallway, a little bit nervous because sure. I called out, no one answered. Right. And there was nobody but in the still, house. There should be no reason why the radio turns on. And... No, exactly. Well, I thought, well, maybe my mom had come home. Maybe she'd turn on the kitchen right. radio, right? And then there was nobody there. So I go, I flipped off the light, flipped off of the radio. So everything was back off again. And I ran back down the hallway, picked up my phone and I'm freaking out to my friend, Krista. I'm like, Krista, oh my God, like right. the lights just went on. The kitchen radio just went on. And she's laughing at me because clearly course. she doesn't believe right. me. Of course. And she's like, oh, it's probably because it's a clock radio. So it's on an alarm. Of so course, the radio yeah. came on from an, an alarm. Exactly. Until it did it again while I was still on the phone with her. And I was petrified. So in my in my house, you had to come down the hallway. And then to, if you turned right, you were in the kitchen. If you turned left, you were going down the stairs to go outside. Right. 
I wanted to leave the house. Yeah. But in order to leave the house, I had to go past the kitchen, which right. was scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. So I had told her, and she lived around the corner, I said, can you meet me? Because I'm literally yeah. freaking out. Oh I want to get out of my house. So she said that she would. So we hung up the phone, and I ran past, and I'm talking, the radio was blaring. Like, it right. was loud. Oh so I ran past, the radio is on, lights are back on that I know I actually turned back off. Right. <laughs> and I ran past I went outside, ran around the corner, no shoes on, nothing. Yeah, no, of course. <clears throat> Took off and met my friend. Then we walked over to my neighbor's house because my parents were still not home. Right. And my neighbors came in and checked and there was absolutely nothing there. I refused to go in the house till my parents got home. Right. <laughs> so I was just, that's nothing in comparison to what ends up happening right. in my world. Yeah. Those were just the early signs that I started to notice right. things. Um, fast forward to me being 16 because mm-hmm. I was probably 14. So a couple years later. Sure. Um, being a 16-year-old girl back in the day, the coolest thing to do when you had a sleepover was to play with a Ouija board. Of course. (laughs) So my mother was highly against Ouija boards because of instances that had happened with her sister with Ouija boards. And... Now, do you advocate the the use of Ouija boards now? No. Are you still fascinated by Ouija boards? Yes. And that scares me. Of course. Because of the stuff that I've seen and the stuff that I've heard from my mom and things like that. And yeah, they right. just... It, I would love to play with one. I would play with one every For day. Sure. And that's a big, huge right. problem. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, even with myself, the handful of times that I've actually played with a Ouija board, I just my i lift up my shirt and i'm covered in hives well you yeah, get blotches uh, yeah, every I time un- yeah i don't yeah. understand yeah. why that happens yeah yeah and when <laughs> we play together the board is so it's it moves strong. so strong yeah. like yeah. yeah so you and i are not a good idea no, to play Ouija board <laughs> so yeah so anyway so um my friend janice who i was also very close with in high school um we had a connection her and i like this mental kind of mm-hmm. cool connection and uh, so we would play Ouija board quite often, her and I. And when we first started playing, we lived in Whippy, both of us. And we came and we found this young girl on the board named Ethel. Right. And it seemed very innocent. Right. In the beginning. And Ethel was, I forget how old she was, like a six-year-old girl, I believe. Um, but she was young. Sure. And apparently her story was that she had died in a boat crash uh, with her parents right. in the harbor in Whippy. Right. So, and when we would play the Ouija board, she would come out and she would be like freely, like kind of talking with yeah. us to what you can, the extent of no, answering uh, questions sure, and stuff, sure. how Ouija board works. And then all of a sudden, it's like the board would panic. Like she'd start to freak out because her mother would come and her right. mother never wanted her talking with us. Right. Now describe panic. Like <laughs> so, what, what happened So to... when you put the planchette onto the Ouija board, it will make figure eights and it'll go slow. And then the more excited it the board gets, up. it speeds up. Right. So it would go super strong, super fast, like almost to the point where it was almost sliding out from under our hands right. because it was going so quick. Like right. we couldn't keep our hands on it. So it wasn't like we were pushing it. It wasn't right. like we were moving it because it was literally flying almost out from underneath of our fingertips. Right. Um, it would panic. Like it would just kind of like freak right. out. And then all of a sudden it would stop right. and it would just go away. Right. Just a it would just stop. Dead stop. Just completely dead stop right. in the middle of the board. Um, so we just assumed her mother didn't like her to talk to us. Right. Um, so a huge instance that happened uh, and Janice being your auntie Janice yeah. <laughs> could attest to this. Uh, wasn't just myself that witnessed it. It was both of us. Uh, Janice was having a birthday party. Yeah. 
and there was a bunch of us girls playing. And, or sorry, I lied. Prior to the birthday party a few days before, we were playing with our friend Jody, the three of us. And Jody was a non-believer. Right. And Janice and I and her were playing. And Jody was laughing at the board, right. essentially. And she's like, oh, my God, you guys are losers. And she's like, and then the board said something. <clears throat> I forget what it said exactly. And Jody's like, oh, yeah, whatever, live on. So she tells this Ouija board spirit, Ethel, right. to live on. Right. And then it started spelling out, kill Jody, die, like, yeah. very scary kind of things. Right. And Jody's laughing because she's like, yeah. Even though none of you guys are doing that. None of us were touching. None of us were pushing it. Right. But she thought that we were trying to scare her by, like, making scary things. You know, yeah, we want you dead. Ha, ha, right. ha. Funny, right? Um. Anyways, so a few days later, Janice having this birthday party. Right. Everybody was there except for Jody. So we were playing with the Ouija board because that's what sixteen-year-old girls do all the time. Right. So we were playing with the Ouija board, um, and it, we were just asking it just regular questions, and it was it was Ethel. It was always yeah. Ethel. We always got Ethel. So was that friendship though that you had with? Or, I mean, as loosely defined as that is. Um, did that come from day one? Like, was there? Did you feel an instant connection with Ethel, or did she just come up on her own? Like, so she presented herself to us first because right. we just asked, you know, who, are you here? Those sure, kinds yeah, of questions, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you typically ask. Of um, and then we asked her her name, and then and she then spelled that, out Ethel. And from that on, point on, I felt very connected to Ethel. So you, okay, so you did feel connected with her. Very though. connected okay. to Ethel. Interesting. Yeah, and that's what scares me, because when I talk about her... Right, you still feel that. Then shit starts to happen around me, and I don't like it. <laughs> so I try to avoid right. talking about her a lot. Right. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, yeah, so Ethel kind of made herself known to us, and she didn't like Jody because Jody, Jody was very... Fun, right? Yeah, Jody made fun. She was an unbeliever, or non-believer, I should say. And so, yeah. So we're playing. Everything's fine. Board's working great. Everything's going well and then all of a sudden the doorbell rings and as soon as the doorbell rings the board spells sorry i lied before the doorbell rings the board spells out kill jody right and all of a sudden doorbell rings the board stops like just like it would normally if the mother was coming sure. just completely stops so you thought nothing of it not didn't think anything of it janice and i both jump up with the other girls following us so janice's house she went down the stairwell first yeah. i was right behind her yeah and we're at the bottom of the stairs facing her door. And the two of us witnessed the bolt, the deadbolt lock, click. And it locked. Right. Which you can only do from the inside. You can only do from the inside <laughs> unless you, you have a, key, a house key. Right. <laughs> and we both stopped and looked at each other and went, oh my God, that better not be Jody on the other side of the door. Because right. if it is, that's freaking creepy. Yeah. And Janice unlocked the door. We opened up the door, and of course, it was Jody right. on the other side of the door. And then Janice, still trying to be like, okay, well, this couldn't have actually happened. She's like, Jody, how'd you just lock my door? She's like, what are you talking about? I didn't lock your door. I don't have a key to your house. Right. So that was something that Janice and I both witnessed. It wasn't just me. Right. It wasn't just, like we both watched it happen. Right. And it's we not both like went, she went down and went, Barb, you'll never believe it exactly like you both i watched the door click and nobody was touching it because we were on the stairs coming to the front door as it clicked or locked so yes so ethel was a kind of a thing and it got to the point where other people in Whippy that would play we would overhear them having conversations of playing the ouija board and getting this girl ethel 
So it was like our whole, like a bunch of high school it's girls. It's literally like Nightmare on Elm Street. All your friends are dreaming much, yeah. about Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I never really thought of it right. like that. But yeah, like all at other the same friends, time for whatever reason. Yeah, this Ethel like person was kind of in, like around whippy. Yeah. yeah, whatever it was, <clears throat> she had a message. I have no idea. We never really found that out. Yeah. Um, but definitely, it wasn't just us. But I felt very connected to her. Right. So then I got obsessed with Ouija boards like right. you shouldn't dangerously so yes to the point that we had a friend named Mike and he had a Ouija board and we'd all go over to his house to have a get together with a bunch of people hanging out and I'd be like Mike Mike where's your Ouija board where's your, where's your Ouija board and he's like really like we're all hanging out playing ping pong and I'm like I want to go play Ouija yeah. and I would play either by with yourself. Wendy or by myself yeah. and that's the biggest problem right you never touch the Ouija board by yourself right but my thing was I knew I was never pushing it all along. I just wanted to make sure nobody else was pushing it. Right. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that's definitely a thing when you're playing with people. You have to trust. You have to trust. Right. And Which I did. Trust, of course. For the of most course. part. But I, I yeah. just no, needed to had, know. You had to know. I had to know. I totally get that. And then, so then, I remember the first time I ever played by myself, I was actually sitting on the floor of his laundry room. Right. And I'm like, okay, let's see if this actually is going to work. Right. And it did. And it scared the crap out of me like I, it actually freaked me out right. so then um then i started playing with my best friend wendy and then we would play quite often right. um that's a whole nother story but when we played with the ouija board the ouija board i turned my back to the ouija board and i was asking it questions that only i would know the answers to right. this is how i learned to trust people while i was playing with sure. them yeah and um i asked the name of my dad's father because nobody knew that because he was somewhat adopted and so we, I'm like, well, she doesn't know. And right. sure enough, it's spelled out John Sagrin. Right. And then I asked if he was still alive. And it said yes. And right. that he was living in Alberta right. uh, Van. And I'm like, Alberta Van? What is that? So I went home and looked in the encyclopedias, and there's an Alberta Vancouver. Mm. I had no clue. Right. So it was just weird information that we'd right. get. So anyways, and then we, when we were playing that particular time, um, her mom came downstairs and we were both looking at her mom and the board was still kind of moving and she goes oh hello and we're like what she goes oh you guys just spelled out hi on the board right and at the time we were talking to her father-in-law like wendy's spirit person was her yeah. father-in-law no her like gran the like grand yeah her grandfather the mother's, the mother's father-in-law father yeah and um of course she didn't believe us she thought we were moving it thought it was funny because and then it said hi june which is her mom's name right. and then she's like yeah yeah whatever have fun girls and she kind of left not even five seconds later she comes downstairs screaming get that thing out of my house get that thing out of my house and we're like what in the world just happened right. apparently she was walking up the stairs and this cold rush went through her right. and she could feel her father-in-law and she ran and threw up right so we had to take, and we had borrowed Mike's board, right. we had to take Mike's board and put it out in the trash can until right. Mike would come to pick it up because she wouldn't let us have it in the house anymore. Right. So right. again, another bunch weird, of weird kind of stuff. Exactly. All around, all around me all the time. Yeah. So then of course, back in the day, we'd have sleepovers. We'd do that like the the two fingers under the girl and then we'd do the yeah, the lightest of feather, light as a feather yeah. game thing yep. and of course i was always the heavier girl in school and i'm like okay let me try to be the stiff as a board girl because there's no way in hell you guys are gonna be able to pick me up well they got me to the point where they were all standing right so it was another really cool experience so <laughs> of course i'm like getting all sucked into all this yeah. weird shit and i'm like right. oh this stuff's really cool like this right. is fascinating i'm loving it <laughs> 
Until, and this is where it gets bad. Well, good, scary, but bad. Um, <laughs> good for the show, bad for your life. Good for the show, bad for my life. Um, so, again, back to the bedroom. One night, I was sleeping. And in the middle of the night, um, we got three loud knocks. Oh, wait, no. I lied prior to that story, JT. I said that uh, you've never lied to me before, and you've said uh-huh, I've lied uh-huh. like 30 times in oh, this conversation. stop. No, I don't mean I lied. I mean, I <laughs> no, forgot. I yeah, I'm getting okay. old. It's all good. No, I forgot to tell you the other story, though. Which one? So, about the mama lady. Okay, I'm not sure if any of you uh, listeners have ever watched the movie Mama, um, but <laughs> that, way that prior... That nightmare to, come true. Yeah, so way prior to that Mama movie ever coming out, because we're talking... But, but you were still playing the Ouija board at that. It's, yes, it's just, it all to do with... Bef- before, before the last the story I was going to tell you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... This one's the creepiest, I think. This one is the creepiest. I agree. Um, it's not the one that affected our family the most. No, but this but one... But it's my personal creepiest. Right. So on that note, I'm like, I get nervous talking about it because it actually freaks me out. Right. So I was 15, 16 years old or whatever, still playing with the Ouija board thing all the time on a regular basis after I'd played with it alone. Right. And uh, I was typical teenage girl. I'd get up, I'd shower for school and be like, I'm not freaking still staying awake. I'm going to go back to sleep for a while. That's what I do now. Exactly. (laughs) So my mother was the best woman in the whole entire world and she would wake me up at my six o'clock in the morning, even though I didn't have to be to school till nine and I'd have my breakfast ready for me, go for my shower, go back to bed. And then she would um, wait for me to call me again instead of, you know, using my alarm. She'd wake me up again. And so I just finished my toast and my tea and I told her I was exhausted. So I was going to go back to sleep if she could wake me up in a half an hour. Mm -hmm. And so she was going to wait for me. So again, my house, she was down the hallway into the kitchen and I was in... Where the radio was. Right, exactly. And then I was down the hallway into my bedroom. And uh, I wasn't asleep because I literally just finished eating my breakfast. I walked into my bedroom, closed my door. I had a cat named Coco at the time. And Coco was sleeping at the foot of my bed, but on the top dresser. So a high boy yep. kind of dresser. Yeah, yeah. And um, Coco started freaking out. And like, I'm like, oh, cat, you're driving me crazy. I'm not going to be able to fall back asleep with you, like, freaking out on the top dresser. So I opened up my bedroom door and shooed the cat out because I didn't want the cat in there right. while I was trying to sleep. So I closed the door. And I had, um, originally, I was facing the bedroom window. And I wasn't very comfortable. So I rolled over onto my right-hand side. So my back was now to the window. But my back, or the front of me was, um, like the foot of me was by my door. Yep. Okay. But my back was to the window, which was the same window that that shadow man had right. climbed through for my sister. Right. And out from under my bed um, came... This creepy shadowed woman, and the only reason why I say woman is because what I could see of her, because it was just a shadow, Mm -hmm. was long, straggly hair, scraggly hair, and the longest fingernails that you can imagine. Right. No face, no nothing, because it was just a shadow. It was a shadow. But the only reason, that's why I figured it was a woman. Right. um, Came out from under my bed, and I watched it go over me, literally maybe four to five inches above my body. And from the waist down, it was wispy. Like, it, there were no legs. Like, it was right. kind of like it faded out, right. almost. And the noise that that creature made was like a... And it went right back down 
under the other side of my bed. My heart nearly stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't scream for a second. I sat up in my bed. I did not want to put my feet on the floor because I knew she it went there. under my bed. Yeah. And I was petrified because I thought for sure if I put my feet down, she's going to grab my feet and I'm a goner. Right. <laughs> so I didn't know how the hell to get out of my room. Right. So I started screaming for my mother. Mm. I'm like, Mom! She's like, what? Down the hallway. I'm like, Mommy, come here, please. I'm scared. She's like, if you want me, come out here and talk to me. Because she couldn't hear. I was panicking. She just thought I was calling for her. And I mustered up all the energy that I could (laughs) to stand at the foot of my bed. So I'm I'm standing on my bed because I'm not putting my feet on that freaking floor. And thank God it wasn't a large room because I could almost reach my door handle, but not quite. And I don't. In my own mind, I envisioned how it happened, but I can't re- recall. Yeah. But in my mind, I leapt, grabbed the door handle, opened it, and landed in the hallway. Right. <laughs> I might have, even though that's impossible, I might have, okay. I might have made Blacked one, yeah. <laughs> I might have made one step closer well, like to the door. Yeah. But I was just like yeah, yeah. jump and then jumped back into the hallway because I was petrified and right. I went running down the hallway. My heart was racing. I was like panicked i'm like mom there's somebody in my bedroom she's like there's nobody i'm like nope there she just jumped over me and she's under my bed i am not going back in that room i'm not going to school because i'm not going to get dressed i'm never going in that room again and i made her come down and she checked under my bed and obviously she didn't see anything so of course i was like well you were sleeping but i know i was not sleeping right because clearly i just got up to let the cat out of my room i wasn't asleep yet right so now the family story, what happened was, shortly thereafter, that thing happened. Right. And how do you... This has always confused me with the story. How do you sleep in that bed the next night? Um, I always slept with music on. Yeah. <laughs> and I panicked until I fell asleep. Like, for I was... How, for how long do you think that you were... Like, like how, how many minutes, how many no, hours, no, no, or how no, many no. days? Like how many like days? Every like, time. Like every, every time. time ever slept. Coming into that house, yeah. I always it's had a creepy feeling. It's just one of those really feel. negative Yes. Energy. It was always it reminded just a me, scary I mean, energy. I've, I mean, I guess I was there when I was a kid, but yeah. like, um, reminds me of the way that, how I felt about Freeland. Just, right. Just, you're never, you never feel like you're alone in 100%. the house. 100%. And it's always negative. Like, in this house... I never feel like I'm alone anyways, but, like, it doesn't feel... At- the basement feels negative, and right. that's where we're recording this, actually. Yeah. Um, basement feels negative, but the rest of the house doesn't feel But bad, there's definitely but there's a, something. something here. Like, you know that even when you're alone in this house, you're not really You're never alone. alone. No. But Freeland, our other house, felt like you were never alone, but it felt like... Oh, that was a scary house, it too. Felt, it felt like someone was just, like, looming over you. Yes. Like, well, when, there when was. I, when, yeah, but, like, when I, when I would play video games, when I was, like, four or five... I always felt like someone was like, like I had, I couldn't be down there for too long. Right. Because it bothered me because I felt like someone was like actually like on top of me. Well. And it felt like suffocating in okay, a way. But so there was because and there was the old man sure, that was always looking out sure. for you guys. <laughs> and we can talk about that that's later. All, yeah. And we can talk about that later. Yeah. But, but so yeah. So that's exactly how I felt. Right. I, I always felt nervous yep. in my house. It didn't matter if I was downstairs, upstairs, right. in my bedroom, in the shower. The only place I felt comfortable in the house was in the backyard. Right. And did everybody feel that? Like your parents and not that anybody ever really talked about, but I think that everyone felt had their it. Own stuff. Everyone had because, like I said to you, like my mom, your granny, yeah. um, she would 
later, as the, all this other stuff started happening, she would later talk about her instances where the covers would be being pulled sure, or but tugged. She didn't want to bother but you she, no one wanted to tell anybody anything until everything yeah. started happening to me because right. I was very vocal right. about what was happening to me. Sure. And it was like, oh, well, I see X, Y, and right. Z, and oh, and this and this happened. But prior to that, no one ever really talked about it, right? right? Because everyone always tried to find reasons why these things were happening. Right. Right, trying to like. But it's if it's all three of you or all four of you when Aunt Karen, Aunt was Karen still there, came back, exactly. Then. Well, so when that was what happened, so I was still in the larger bedroom and Karen returned home, okay, because she was going to save money before she got married. Right. So now all of us were living back in the house again. The four of us were back at the house on Mason Drive, and um, so what ended up happening was I was sleeping. The whole house was sleeping. We were all dead asleep, and. At 5 to 2, which is very significant in this story, 5 to 2 in the morning, um, three loud knocks came on my bedroom door. And now you have to understand that my father, your grandfather, is a very modest man. I, growing up, has had never seen him in his underwear ever in my entire life, right. <laughs> um, which is also very important to the story, because in my sleeping state, I'll tell you how I... How the story happened to me, right. and then I'll explain how everybody else it affected everybody else. So I was sound asleep. Three knocks come to my bedroom door, and then Papa, your father or my father, yeah. opened the door, and he's standing there in his underwear, and he says, "Did you just knock on your door?" And I'm like, "In your no. head, it was him." Yes, I'm like, "No, you just knocked on my door." <laughs> right. Because growing up with three girls. Um, Papa was always good at making sure he knocked on the door before he came in in case we were dressing or anything. So he was very, he was a very private, modest man. He took, you know, like that's our private space. So in my head, he knocked on my door and opened up my door and asked me if I just knocked on my door. (laughs) So to me, it didn't make any logical sense. Very much so. Um, which is why this story to me isn't as scary to me because other than them knocking on my door, I didn't experience the horror part of it. So... Like I said, he knocked on my door, is my own perception of it, um, and he opened up my door, but he was standing in his underwear, which I found very strange, right. because I had never seen him in his underwear before. Right. And then he closed the door, and I frantically hear my mother and my father running around the house. Right. And then I went back to sleep, because right. I had no idea. In my own head, my father just knocked on my door, asked me if I knocked on the door, <laughs> and, and then I went back to bed. <laughs> um, but when I, wake up, when I woke up the next morning, they and explained. I was sitting having breakfast with my mother... Yeah. She had explained that at five to two, Mm -hmm. these knocks came to the bedroom door and it woke up everybody in the house. Karen woke up, my dad woke up, my mom woke up. They thought there was somebody in the house. They thought there was an intruder. It was so loud. So my dad came to check on us girls to see if we'd knocked on the doors and checked all the back windows. And my mom ran downstairs checking all the doors. There was nothing. Nobody else was in the house except for the four of us. So that was very disturbing. And so I went to school that day, and I talked to one of my friends, Kelly, and her neighbor was a psychic. Right. So I had explained to Kelly what had happened, and of course, because I was right into the Ouija board, I'm like, this has got to be meaning something. Right. Like, this is really interesting. Right. So Kelly actually spoke to her neighbor that day, and her neighbor made me a cassette tape, right. which if I can find it, I'll yeah, let you have it, because sure. I do have it somewhere. And I have heard this tape, actually. She <laughs> found it about seven years ago again. We've listened to it, and, and it, it is Yeah, so it's a tape from like 31 years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. And we, we, we tried to find it for this episode, so we can go through it, but... 
we have so many we have a lot more cassette tapes than we than thought we, we thought had. we did <laughs> and especially we have a lot more uh, versions of papa don't preach <laughs> Than we thought we did. <laughs> that my mom recorded off the radio. <laughs> so, oh, that's too uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> but we looked. <laughs> yes, we looked. Um. So yeah. So Kelly had talked to her neighbor, and then her neighbor was kind enough to kind of like go through everything for me on this tape. So Kelly got me the tape the very next day. Right. So this is two days after after the knocks came, and you have to understand that my mother. Um, was an avid reader and would read after everybody went to bed and she was a night hawk. Since this incident with the knocks at 5 to 2, she was in bed by 10 o'clock because nobody in our house felt comfortable being awake after midnight. Right. Because that's how freaked out everybody was. So this tape that this woman said, I'll kind of explain to you what she had said on the tape. So... First of all, she called me by name because she was telling it to me. It was like a story to me. And her voice was very monotone and freaky. And she was like, Barb, first of all, I want to let you know that spirits travel in threes. The reason why they came to your door is because you're very spiritual. The five to two seems very significant. Usually at this time of the day, the the high machinery isn't working and the spirits it's find it easier to cross over to speak to spiritual people to tell them a message. Right. She said, usually in this case, three knocks means death. Uh, which, of course, I panicked. Because um, you thought you were going to die. Right, because they knocked on my door. Right. Um, she said, but it, she said, the feeling that she was getting, because she's a psychic, right. the feeling that she was getting behind it wasn't death, but something terrible was going to happen in three days because things happen in threes. Right. So she said, you know, it could be something as simple as a bill collector's coming. Right. But whatever it is, it's ne- it's a negative energy. Something bad is going to happen to our family within three days from this first knock, knock on the door. Right. And... The five to two was very significant. She said something was either going to happen five o'clock, two o'clock. She said she feels that that's a very significant number. Right. So, of course, the third night, everyone in my house is petrified because we're just waiting for the shoe to drop, right? right? Like, we're <laughs> on edge. We're all freaking out. Everyone's, like, in bed at nine o'clock going, like, I need to sleep before two because, like, God forbid anything's going to happen at two o'clock in the morning again. And thank God again, my parents let me sleep through it because... If you had been awake. If I had been awake, I probably would have been panicking about the whole situation. Um, How could you sleep, though? I don't know. You're like me on Christmas where where no matter what, you stay up until three in the morning and then you get up at four because you can't... Yeah, because you're too excited. I I think, to be honest with you, I tried to sleep to not have to deal with it. Oh, my God. If that makes sense. Because I didn't... I didn't know what to expect. And because I was fascinated by it, I was trying not to be afraid right. of it. Right. I just didn't want something bad to happen. Right. So I didn't want to know what that bad thing was going to be. Especially because she said three knocks usually means right. death. And didn't she also tell you how to get rid of the spirit? She did. Well, so what? not the spirit, but what she uh, said to me. Yeah. What she Well, what she said was, because I told her, like I said, like, I don't want talk to it i don't want to have because she said it came to me not necessarily because something bad was gonna happen to me but because it was warning me right it was warning me because you could tell other people right that something was gonna happen because i am very spiritual and she said so you having this ability to connect with the spirits they came to you makes you attractive to them right 
even though the message is for someone else. Right. But they wanted They felt like they could tell me because the other person, they couldn't tell. But they knew that they could tell me because I was playing with the Ouija board. I was right right up on feeling very spiritual. And the more in tune I was to my spirituality, the more they were in tune with me. Right. Which scared me. Of course. So she told me if I wanted to talk to them, I could have learned to be a psychic. I could have learned... To tap into that next sense, right? Whatever. Do you regret not doing that? I do. I do quite often, actually. Right. Um, But I wouldn't want to talk to negative spirits and you don't get a choice. Right? So that I'm kind of glad that I never really did. But I still feel stuff a lot. I get shivers all the time and you guys all laugh at me. But I'm like, oh, that's weird. I just, I know there's something. Right. Because I can sense things still. for sure. Um, But none of them talk to me. Which is good because I wouldn't want them to talk to me because that would freak me out. Um, So, yeah. So, that's so what she told me is if I didn't want to speak to them, then I could say in the name of the fun, sorry, in the name of the son, (laughs) the (laughs) The father and the Holy Spirit, please go away. I don't want to talk to you and say that every night before you go to bed. So, I would say it over and over and over and over again until almost I was ready to fall asleep. So, I guess that's kind of how I got sure. to sleep, right. um, knowing because I have faith in God. Right. So, I knew that he would protect me by saying this over and over again. Right. Um, because I didn't want the, the evil. Right. I was more than and fine. And it, it felt evil at the time. It, well, after that chick came up from underneath yeah. my bed, I was really Even though afraid. she didn't hurt you. No, she didn't hurt me, but just, that sound. Yeah. I, I just like, thinking like about it. Like noise. No, like the, it was like mama. Like <laughs> when you watch the movie, if yeah. anybody, if any of your listeners go watch the movie Mama, picture that. That's what came from under my which bed. Which funny because that's what we call you. We call you mama. I know. I know. Which is really weird. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but that's what it, that's what it reminded me of. And the first time I ever watched that, yeah. that movie, it's not even that good of a movie, to be honest. It was, honest. A, it was, it was a fine movie. movie. Yeah. It was a fine movie. But that's a topic for but, Evan's discussion. Right. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go chat with Evan. Yeah. Um, That'd be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Guest speaker. No, but, but honestly though, but so when I watched that movie, yeah. that brought up so many well, feelings. The visuals especially. Well, exactly. Like and it. the sound. It's that sound. Like, yeah. when you watch any horror movie where there's, like, a paranormal, where there's, like, a, a demonic, someone's uh, possessed with the devil, yeah. it's that sound that I heard. Right. And every time I watch movies like that, it could be the worst movie in the world, right, or it's a crappy it movie, it has that sound, it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. No other scary movie scares me like those kind of movies scare yeah. me because of my experiences. And it's it, it's funny, too, just on, on a quick aside, talking about your mother being, um, like, very, like, spiritual and stuff and and being petrified of movies uh she would not allow a copy of the entity in her oh, house right yeah. she was that afraid of that movie yeah that she's like no i don't want that because it's based on true, a true yeah, story yeah yeah. yeah 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 she didn't like any of that stuff right um and then really quickly before you go on i just want to tell yeah. this super quick story um uh first time i ever watched the exorcist um you guys were all gone and I was 15, or 14 or 15, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to watch The Exorcist. This is going to be a fun time for me. And, uh, <laughs> All by myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, I remember yeah. this. And I'm like, I'm going to shut the lights off. Like, this is going to be such an experience for me. Like, maybe I'll actually... Because, like, w- once you're, like, a horror fan, nothing really gets you. Like, I, I remember we watched... Um, halloween h2o together and like there was like a jump scare and you kind of jumped and you're like oh like why aren't you jumping i'm like because like this shit's not scary like <laughs> I, I love this gonna shit. happen yeah, i'm like i love this shit i'm like it's not scary to me and then you're like oh you have to watch nightmare on elm street that's scary and then we watch that and i'm like it's like it's good but like it's not scary nothing's making me jump about this um 
so I was like, oh, I'm going to have a scary experience watching The Exorcist by myself, and this is going to be great. Um, and uh, so I, I, I was watching the movie, and then about 10 minutes in, I hear like this, this ruffling or rustling noise and it kind of sounded like i don't know if the if, if the audio will pick this up but it was like in like the other room and i'm like huh i'm the only one home alone and there's rustling in my mom's you have a, a classroom yeah here and uh and it sounded like someone was like playing with a box of the toys like i've heard that noise my entire life of kids playing in the yeah, box of toys exactly and i'm like uh Okay. What kid is in that room right yeah. now? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm home so this is great. And we have the dog leash wrapped around the door because we don't have a lock on that door, right? And uh, so I, I'm, I'm petrified, and it keeps getting, it just gets louder. The wrestling gets louder and louder and louder. So I pause the movie. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not watching The Exorcist by myself. <laughs> I'm turning on all the lights that I can without going into the classroom. But I like listen as close as I'm willing to get to the classroom. And I still hear just rustling and rustling of what sounds like in the toy box. And um, uh, scaring the shit out of me. So I call Granny, your mom, who had been through all the shit with you. I'm like, Granny, I'm trying to watch The Exorcist. There's a ghost in another room. <laughs> and she's, she's like, what? And then she's like, okay, I'll be right down. And what the audience needs to understand is that Granny um, was a very slow walker. Um, and she... Uh, she always had a bad back. She always had a bad back and, like, would only drive if someone absolutely made her. Like, she didn't... She barely left. No, yeah. she didn't... She would rather just stay at the house and all this shit, right? And, uh, but then uh, I stayed on the phone with Papa until she got there. And then Granny comes walking up to the house and then... She, she, she's like, okay, where's the noise? And then, like, we heard it. And she goes, oh, there sounds like there's something in there. I'm like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so she goes inside the room and she's like, there's a hamster in here. Because Lexi, my sister, had oh. bought a hamster for Christmas. And I didn't know. <laughs> last I heard, he was up in Lexi's room. We put him in the classroom. <laughs> and put him in the classroom. And he's just twirling his little ball. <laughs> but I hear the... But it's just a hamster <laughs> moving in its ball. But no one ever told me, hey, we moved Nibbles down to... And because funny. hamsters are, like, nocturnal. Because yeah. they're, like, little... Right. They're awake right. and playing they're at night. They're awake and playing Absolutely. at night. So, yeah. So, Granny was dying of laughter. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to make you a tea. And I, to this day, I haven't finished watching The Exorcist. Really? Yeah, because... <laughs> yeah, all I can think of is that story of making oh, it 15 minutes so in. Funny. And then being like, oh, my God. I can't watch anymore. Yeah. Anyways, but back... That's that, funny. That, that was a moment of... of <laughs> levity to bring back to that's really that's really cool the third night um so yeah so we're coming up to the third night and everybody went to bed really early and uh all of a sudden so i find out all of this information after the fact okay so this isn't from my right um perception because i was asleep thank goodness (laughs) after praying over and over and over again i don't want to talk to you please lord take care of me the name of the fun (laughs) yeah yeah ha 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 (laughs) um so anyways what had happened was, um, so Karen was in her 20s at the time. Yeah. Um, she woke up at 5 to 2. Exactly 5 to 2, which right. was the same time exactly three days prior that the knocks came to the door. Right. And when she woke up, she was doubled over in pain. And because it was 5 to 2, she's like, fuck that. <laughs> I am not getting up to throw up at 5 to 2. Because this is the third day, right? And I don't want to be, be a demon in the hallway, right? And I don't want to be by myself. Right. Like, what the hell? So she, of course, she called out 
to my mother. And again, like I said, best mom in the world. Um, she got out of bed and took Karen into the bathroom. Well, not only was she vomiting, violently vomiting, she was also violently having explosive diarrhea out the other end at the exact same time. Right. Sorry, listeners, but this is exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> but this is what happened, and so Granny, she was Karen was sitting on the toilet, and had a bucket. Granny grabbed her a bucket, and of course, Granny's there to hold your hair back and okay. take care of you, um, rub your back or whatever you needed, get yeah. some water. But, but it was violent. This was violent yeah. to the point that my mom started calling my dad, saying that Karen needs to go to the hospital. Right. Because there was like this isn't typical like flu behavior right. like this came out of absolutely and nowhere. They all knew that this was the five to and two they knew thing, this was five know. to two and we so knew this was the dying. third day yeah, yeah, and exactly. it was like everything that this woman had told me was happening. Right. And um, so Granny stayed home and wide awake because now she's not going back to sleep right. and she wants to make sure she's protecting you. me, yeah. who's the baby of the family, sound asleep. Right. Not a baby at the time, but I was the baby of the family. <laughs> And um, so my dad rushed Karen to the hospital and they admitted her and the whole way to the hospital, she had a bucket and she was vomiting and diarrhea the whole way to the hospital. So five to two, she woke up vomiting and diarrhea from five to two until five o'clock. She had vomiting and diarrhea. She lost seven pounds within those three hours, basically three hours. Right. Um, the doctors had no idea what was wrong with her. Right. Um, nothing that they could do would stop the vomiting or diarrhea. It just stopped. Right. At five o'clock. So the psychic woman had told me something really terrible was going to happen five to two to five o'clock. Right. Which is exactly the time that all this happened. So... I wouldn't say that that was accidental. I wouldn't say it was coincidental. I would, it, there was a reason that these spirits came to me. So now the, uh, rewind back to the day that like would have happened. Granny and Papa, like my mom and dad had had hamburgers for dinner and, uh, I'd gone out with my friends and I came back and there's some leftovers. I'm like, no, I'm good. Thanks. Like I already ate. Karen ended up coming home later and eating those leftovers. Interesting. But something at the time, I was like, no. Yeah, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right for me to eat this food. <clears throat> and so the hospital said, we have no idea. We're going to just chalk it up to food poisoning because we have no idea right. what could have caused it. But my mom and dad had eaten the hamburgers. It didn't affect them at all. Right. But the one that was left over was the one I was supposed to eat. Right. And I didn't. Right. So it was almost in my own head. It was like them, the spirits were warning me. Right. That's why I came to you. <laughs> that's why they came to me. Don't eat this. Because right. if you do, bad, something bad's going to happen right. to you in three days. But I, so I didn't, it didn't right. affect me. Maybe, maybe it could have killed you. It could have. Like, you know what I mean? Knows, like, like, right? yeah, like how it re- uh, reacted to Aunt Karen. It could have been mean... worse to me. Right. Yeah. So I, we still to this day have no idea what happened right. to Karen. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty traumatic experience for yeah. the family and i'm surprised we didn't move after that but we still stayed in <laughs> <Yeah>. that house <laughs> exactly um yeah but those were those pretty are your, your mason drive stories yeah yeah um do you want to quickly get into the freeland stories there, there's yeah. not there's not that many no this freeland. really just well there's a couple well, handful. There, yeah um 
Yeah. Okay. So, so those were all the stories that you had from obviously when, when you were younger, but then. Well, before actually, before Freeland. Yeah. You had. Yeah. Your father and I lived in Oshawa on Meadow Hill. Sure. Um, court, I believe it was in Oshawa. And, uh, we had a lot of, so things didn't happen, right. but we heard a lot of people talking, talking all the time to the point that we would be in bed and it would be so loud and we didn't live in a semi. So it right. wasn't like we had somebody attached <laughs> right. so we could hear them through the walls. Right. And it would get to the point that it was so loud that your dad and I would like lay in bed and be like, oh my God, like it was almost clear as day, half the oh conversations. Like it was so That's crazy loud. So and then <laughs> I would like get up and go check. And I'm like, it sounds like they're in the bathroom. And like I'd go in the bathroom, there's nothing there. And like, okay, I'm gonna go check the basement. And there's nothing there. But nothing other than that yeah. really happened. Okay. But so then we had that, that, that house yeah. that had spirits. Sure. And then we moved to, to Freeland. Freeland. And this is when I was born, you know, like I was around and Abby was around, I think. Um, when... With all those, ex- well, yeah. it started with just you. Okay. Okay. Because the, the, the gentleman yeah. was when all three of you were born. Okay. Okay. So okay. prior to so that. Let's, okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so. So. Um, uh, you tell your well, side of the well, story. Well, no, it's just, I was just going to say Freeland, as, as we were talking about earlier, that was the house where you all you never felt alone no oh speaking of the freeland house i don't know if i've ever told you i was on um one of the facebook websites oh, yeah you, you did tell me that did i tell you yeah so a lot I, of people in that area yeah. were talking about a lot of spiritual stuff that happens up there yeah this uh, is hooper cool. square yeah um freeland uh what was the other street that's up there oh i can't even think oh, of the name it of the street matter. it's that but, whole yeah, area they're all responding they're to all responding where they they <clears throat> they wake up and they've got like scratch marks on yeah them. scratch marks on them yeah. people have been talking about yeah. like they hear things they were asking if anybody else in these areas have ever had any yeah. experiences it's really they, interesting yeah they had asked if anybody knew of any burial grounds because there's just so many people it's that have experiences up, up in there that area absolutely it's really interesting yeah it's actually, actually very interesting we should uh, go take a look sometime and see yeah 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 suggest bringing the Ouija board but not a good <laughs> yeah, idea not a goddamn chance <laughs> no <clears throat> so anyways yeah so our freeland house um again like jt said you always felt like there was something looming is mm-hmm. probably the best way to describe always. it right like just like never not like never. even as a kid like i was like there's some like i would like i i remember like coming out of my room and like looking down the stairs and it just being creepy like right. i just like like someone I, was there like always always, al- always. i <clears throat> always felt like just someone or people were just watching me constantly so your father had a lot of experience again he's a non-believer yeah um but had a lot of experiences that he couldn't explain right and that's all he would explain he would say i just can't explain it but it's not a ghost <laughs> it can't be a ghost <laughs> right. but i don't know how it happened it just did right um so he had a lot of experiences kind of similar to granny's experiences on mason drive with laying down and trying to turn over right and having a pressure um he'd be watching television down in the basement and the basement was the worst place right and he would get actually like super cold right right there'd be like cold areas right in that house um again it wasn't anything big wasn't anything major didn't really affect our lives at all until it got worse and that tends to be what happens with my experiences is they kind of are nothing you kind of can slough it off like it was whatever one for our house right now because there's been a lot of small stuff happening in this house we'll get there (laughs) (laughs) um sorry it just reminded me of the experience i had here um that really freaked me out anyways so our house on freeland um 
again, just little things like yep. feeling cold. Um, JT would talk a lot in his sleep, but sure. I was told that you were talking to my grandmother from a psychic. I told me that. So we just never really thought anything of it. Sure. Um, anyways, and then the bedroom lights started turning on in the middle of the night. Right. Not our bedroom, but the children's bedrooms. So, and never, never yours. It was always... Interesting. It was always Abby's. Abby's turned on. So Lexi was an infant. So she was in our room with us in a bassinet. Right. Abby was in a crib. Okay. Yeah. So she couldn't physically turn a light on. Right. Um, and then you had the bedroom beside Abby. Yeah. And then beside your bedroom was the bathroom. Right. And we would be in bed, laying in bed with the doors wide open yep. into the hallway so I could see if you guys came out of your room. Well, yeah. you came out yeah, of your room. Yeah. Um, and I'd have the baby monitor on in Abby's room. And... All of a sudden, Abby's light would turn on. Right. Even though she couldn't physically... She couldn't physically touch it. It wasn't anywhere near her crib. And she was still in her crib. And her light would turn on. And I would be like, that's weird. Like, her light just turned on. So I would get up out of bed, and I'd go over, and I'd shut her light off. And then I'd climb back in bed. And then the bathroom light would turn on. Right. And then I would get up, and I'd go over, and I'd turn the bathroom light off. Right. And then I'd get back in bed. And then Abby's light would go back on and I'd go back over and I'd turn like, and this happened a lot, like on a regular kind of basis. And I started getting nervous about it. And like I said, I I find it all fascinating. It's very interesting. But it's still scary. But when it gets to the point where it's It's happening on a regular, yeah. yeah, And and it's it's getting comfortable with you. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then, so your father used to say, it was probably just JT. JT's gone in Abby's room, turned on the light. And but I'm why like, would I do that? Right. And I'm like, but it wasn't. And then, so I started going in, flipping off her light and going in, turning yours on, checking in on you. Right. And I'm out. And you're sleeping. <laughs> right. right. And it wasn't like you were like sleepwalking. You right. were like sound asleep. And, and I could see in the hallway that you hadn't moved from your room. Right. So clearly what is turning the light on? So then um, this one night, all the lights in the house were off. I was in the shower. Your father was in bed. I came out of the shower, the bathroom light was on, and Abby's bedroom light was on. And I looked at your father, and I'm like, did you turn those lights on? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was me. So I'm like, <laughs> why would you do that? He's like, I just, I just turned it on. It's fine. And right. I'm like, okay. So I went and shut them off. I climbed back in bed, and he was very quiet. Right. And I'm like, Jim, what's going on? And he's like, it wasn't me. And I'm like, what? He's like, no, I watched them turn. Like, so he actually saw them. He kept thinking I was crazy that you had done it. And he saw it turn on. And I started having a panic because he looked nervous because, and he's a non-believer. And now he is acknowledging that. Something's happening. To the point that your father got out of bed, went out into the hallway, flipped on the hall light and started screaming. I don't know who you are or what your purpose is or why you're here and my wife is normally okay with this shit and you're freaking her out now so I'm kind of done with you so can you please just stop whatever the hell it is that you're doing you just you need to stop because now you're freaking my wife out and I'm kind of done so it got to the point where he actually yeah, was talking to, to thin air it, right. <laughs> right because he's like hey, he doesn't know what it is yeah. but he's trying to confront doesn't it. exist <laughs> right of course but he's, he's, doing that for, he's doing that for you <laughs> right but you know like she's freaking out she doesn't normally freak out about this stuff right. so clearly this is a bad thing so stop doing it um so at the time i was seeing an amazing psychic her name was june right 
and I was going to have a psychic party where if you're not sure what that is, you have a few people over, they pay some money, and then she'll do each of your readings separately in a separate area. So we decided that we would do the readings in the basement, and it was a fully furnished basement. It wasn't like a creepy basement, other than the fact that it felt creepy. (laughs) Um, But we were going to do the readings in the basement. And at our old house in Freeland, we had a a spiral staircase that went all the way from the basement all the way to the second floor. So you could see and hear all the way upstairs. And um, so all of my guests stayed on kind of the main floor in the living area. And then one at a time, she'd call us down. So I went downstairs for my turn. Yeah. And when you go to see a psychic, the worst thing you can do is talk. Right. Because then they get ideas of what to say or what to do. you say like, oh, my husband died. Right. Then they're going to play on that. Right. So you don't tell them anything. You nod, you smile. You might say yes or no. But that's the extent of the conversation. So... I sat across from her. My back was to the staircase. And she looks at me in my face. She looks past my shoulder. And she had this panicked look on her face. And I looked over my shoulder because I'm like, what the hell is she looking at? And there was nothing clearly there that (laughs) I could see. And she says to me, could you please tell him that you've invited me here and that I'm safe to be here? So over my shoulder to air, I said... (laughs) Uh, it's okay. Um, I want her here. She's safe. It's all good. And then I turn back to June, the psychic, and she starts to laugh. And I'm like, what? She goes, oh, apparently you've been having some troubles with your lights. And I'm like, yeah, actually we have. And she says, well, she says, I'm going to tell you right now. She says, there's a spirit of an old man who is here in your home. He doesn't belong to you. Normally, spirits will stay with their people. He doesn't belong to you. But when you came here, he sensed that you're very good with children. And I do home daycare. Like, she has no idea that I do that. Um, And she's like, and he senses that you're very good with children and he loves children. So he wants to be surrounded by children. Right. So he's just. Three. Oh, I mean, I had. Yeah, I I had. the part of the thing. Yes, I had three of my own children, plus I did daycare. Right. So there was always children in the house. And this gentleman who had passed on wanted to be around children and happy and stuff. Right. And so he stayed because he really liked the idea of being near all these kids. And apparently he belonged to the family who lived there before us. But right. he stayed right. because of yep. me doing daycare and you guys being there. And then she proceeds to tell me that the reason why the lights keep turning on in the children's bedrooms is because I do not go in and check on my children after they're asleep. There's no way that this woman, June, could know that. Right. And I never would go check on you right. because you guys were good sleepers. I'd put you in bed. I right. had the there baby no monitor. I had no reason to open up the door and disturb your sleep and wake you up. That would be silly. So he he thought that I was being a horrible parent, (laughs) not going in and double checking on my children before I went to bed. So he was purposely turning the light on to force me. Yeah, Yeah. to force me to go in and shut off the light. And so once I realized that was the issue, I started going in and checking on you guys. Right. Lights never went back on. Yeah. I made him happy. He was fine with that. But he didn't like the idea that I didn't go check in on you guys. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no way she could have known that. Right, of course. Right? So this is what I'm saying. I have a lot <laughs> of reasons to believe that these sure. things are out there, yeah, that yeah. these things happen, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but, 
Yeah. So, and then there's this house. <laughs> yeah. So let's not say the street name for this house. No, that's fine. Because um, we currently live here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, all right. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you want to get into at this house? Uh, oh, here, can... I'll, I'll start because I think I have the first experience okay. in this house. Um, one of the first weeks that we were here, uh, we were playing hide and go seek in the dark. And, um, I went into Abby's room mm-hmm. and, um, uh, the rule was, I think it, that we weren't supposed to go in closets or something, mm-hmm. but I heard what I thought was Abby in the closet. I heard something, same thing where something's like, like something shifted Moving. in the yeah. closet. Yeah. And granted it was hiding and seek in the dark, but it wasn't dark enough to be completely pitch black. It was like. It was August, like, end of August, because that's when we moved in, or maybe even early September, but still, like, you know, it doesn't get dark until, like, like 7.30, 8 o'clock, yeah. or so, if not. Yeah. Like, 9, usually, yeah. Sure. Um, so it was darker out, but it wasn't pitch black. I was still able, it was, like, just that last thing where you, like, you can, can still see, see people, but yeah. you can't make them out fully. Yeah. And um, I open up the closet door, and I'm like, Abby, we said no closet, because I saw Abby in the closet. Yeah. And, um, I go, but you know, like I got you and, and I reached my hand out to tag her because that's how we to play hide her. and seek yeah. is where you have to hit them or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, um, uh, the next thing that I feel is Abby lunges at me and scratches at my arm and I pull my arm at it and I have three scratch marks on my arm. I'm like, what the hell? I turn, I'm like this bitch and I turn the light on and Abby's not in the closet and yeah. Abby's downstairs. Yeah. I missed that. <laughs> but I have yeah, that scratch definitely marks. definitely the first experience I have here. scratch marks on my arm from where Abby scratched me, but Abby's not in her bedroom. Right. Even though I saw her with my own eyes in the bedroom. Or who you thought was Abby. No, well, that's... that's I'm so, I, I Abby. saw a little yeah. girl in the closet. Right. I reach in to hit her. Yeah. And then she scratches me. Right. But it wasn't Abby. But it wasn't Abby because Abby was downstairs. Right. Yes. So that was definitely <laughs> the first experience. Right. Um, and probably one of the worst ones, if yeah. you think about it. Um, and then after that, it's just been a lot of, like, we all hear voices. Oh, yeah. Right? All the time. Even just yesterday, Lexi's, like, texts me. And she's like, Mama, I swear you call me yeah. every day. And I don't call up to her. I'm like, nope, wasn't me. I'm yeah. down here doing my job. I'm working. Like, I'm not calling you. Right. But she hears my, what she thinks is my voice calling out to her all of the time. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, just the other day with Montana and that, I thought you guys were having a full-blown conversation yeah. and you were upstairs and... Yeah, so, uh, my girlfriend and I came home, um, where were we, sweetie? You don't remember? I don't remember either. Um, yeah, anyways, we came home from somewhere and, um, uh, she went upstairs and I was on the main floor. I, I went to the bathroom and, um, when I... When I go upstairs, she goes, oh, who, who are you talking to? And I'm like, I was talking to nobody. And then the next day, my mom, uh, she's like, you guys came in and you were talking, like I, well, yelling. I, for- yeah, I said, first of all, I said, I th- everything was so quiet. I didn't know you guys were home. And then I heard you guys talking and that's what woke me up. Yeah, but and you were saying that we were talking, talking from across from, different from, floors. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like one or two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, and they had not had that yeah, conversation. Yeah, we didn't have that conversation. But, that's what woke but me she, up. Heard, she so heard talking, and, I, and you heard talking. Yeah, but Montana it wasn't... and I both heard a man's voice, and we right. both thought it was JT, and JT hadn't said a word. No, yeah, I was in the bathroom. Yeah, I, I, there was no reason we for had, me to talk to anybody. Yeah, which is also really weird. Um, thought I went to the bathroom. I know. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then the other thing 
the other thing that was kind of weird here too. So I had in my closet. My I don't like my Your closet. Your closet is the scariest. My place closet in the world. is the scariest it actually, place in the world. No, it that actually closet is scary. Bothers, that closet has bothered me since day one. So we all have this. In this in, we all have this running joke in our house that, that, that we have people living, living in our walls, like actually legitimately living in our walls, because our dog and cat will stare at the walls, and the dog will bark at the walls. But it's not mice, and it's not. Like, even our old dog yeah even our old dog yeah but it's, i have a picture of our old dog and our cat staring at two separate corners of the wall and then they both of them like stand up and push themselves against the wall yeah but but they're not it's not mice no <laughs> right it's not mice we don't have anything like that in our house no. so but i was staying in the kitchen so um my boyfriend rob he had redone the kitchen for me put a nice backsplash up but when he did that we had to rip down some of the drywall mm-hmm. and he had to re-drywall so but while the drywall was open from the kitchen you can see where the stairwell is and i'm like wow that's a huge space in between the walls right, right? like a lot yeah, bigger than what i thought it was yeah like someone could actually fit in there and uh, it was kind of strange and then once the walls were all up i was in the kitchen one day and i heard legitimately someone knocking on that wall to right. the point that and abby was at school like at university, so she wasn't even home. Right. And uh, and her basement, her bedroom's in the basement, just to clarify. But I had I went down into the basement where the wall was attached to the kitchen because I thought there was somebody standing on the stairwell banging on the wall right. because that's how clear it was that right. someone was knocking on the wall. Um. So yes, yeah, so, but then like a little while back, well, even after my mum had passed away. Yeah, I told that story. Did you tell yeah, that one that already? Yeah, we yeah. heard the doorbell ring and yeah. J- I was up in bed. I'd yeah. just gone up to bed and JT's like... like 1.14 in the morning. Yeah, which is when she passed. She passed at 1.14 yeah. in the afternoon. Exactly. And yeah, it was messed up. Yeah, and it, it was just JT and, and I home. No one, there was nobody there. No there was footsteps. no footprints yeah. in the snow. And I and went And it was running. actively snow. Not enough to like cover it right away, but it was actively oh, it was, snowing. Oh, yeah, like, there was snow. There was definitely snow. And if someone had a Nikki Nikki 9 door at us, we would have seen footprints. Yeah, there was and there was nothing and i ran out into the middle of the road and looked that was probably that was probably the scared the most scared i've ever been you slept in my bed that night with me paralyzed (laughs) paralyzed in fear because your doorbell your doorbell ringing anyways is enough to startle you yeah your doorbell ringing when it's 114 in the morning like christmas it was boxing day yeah it was christmas night right to Boxing Morning. Yeah. Like, Boxing Day Morning. Yep. So, like, who's walking around other than drunk, like, someone who's drunk and partying, sure. which you would have but seen footprints. <laughs> it was pitch black. But it was... And, like, there was nothing There was there not one footprint. I just yeah. sat there, because I was reading. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you go off to yeah, bed. because we mama. just watched TV together. Yeah, yeah, and I went to yeah, bed, and yeah. he was going to read... Yeah. And I literally just climbed in bed oh and God, I hear that... ding dong, and I'm, I waited I for a second. I have never been more scared. I just fro- absolutely frozen in fear. Yeah. And then I'm like, JT, he's like, mama. And I'm like, did you hear that? And he's like, yup. And I'm like, he's like, are you coming down? I'm like, yeah, I'm coming down. Yeah, Hold on. Bullshit. So I came running I'm down not... the stairs. The two of us are standing there looking at the door. I'm like, okay, they say don't open the door because you let the spirits in. We, and we checked the time, right? And we're like, oh, what if it was granny? Right, so we we should probably the open the door. And I'm like, I also want to check for footprints because there's snow. There'd be footprints yeah. if someone was just goofing around. And there were no footprints. Yeah, it was messed up. So yeah, so there was that incident yeah. here. Um, I like to. Well, uh, so there there was another situation though where um, I was sitting with the dog, and I never play with this. I mean, our old dog I play with all the yeah, time. This one, our newer dog. Really, and I was sitting with him, and we were singing. I mean, he wasn't singing, but I was singing songs. <laughs> we were singing with him, and and we were having a great time, and and I. Him and I both looked up at the exact same time because it was night. We were the only ones in the house, and we both looked up. And I watched a little orb go from the laundry room and 
both of our eyes. Like if you were filming us like from the back, you, you can watch both of us because the orb starts to go from the laundry room and it's, we both follow it over to your classroom and then I hear your doors go like like your classroom door. I told you about this, yes, right? Yes, I know. Your classroom door like made that noise and the Tover ran over to the door. And I'm like, okay, cool. You saw that too. Okay, so another <laughs> incident when Gobby was still around, mm-hmm. Gobby and I forget if it was Razzle, might have been Razzle, our cat, um, I was laying on the couch with them and I was dozing off. So, yep. So, okay. So, I could have been dreaming, everybody. I could have been dreaming, (laughs) except for the fact that my dog heard it too. And that's why I'm like, oh, nope, shit, this actually happened. (laughs) I was sound asleep and I was on the couch and I heard a crash in the dining room so loud. We have this machine, it's like a touchscreen video game system. That bars have. Yeah, like it's called a JVL, so you can play at the bar. We have one at our house and I legitimately heard this crash in the dining room. It was so loud that I thought the cat had knocked over the JVL. The dog jumped up, started barking and taking off into the laundry room. I jumped up, ran into the laundry room, expecting to find this machine shattered on the floor. Nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. Cat wasn't even in there. But the dog and I both heard it. We both went to the exact same spot where we both heard it from. Right. And there was absolutely nothing. Yeah. 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 yeah, so it happens quite a lot, those yeah. kinds of things. But the creepiest thing that happened to me in this house, um, so my youngest daughter, Lexi, sometimes will go through some moments where she's a teenager, she'll have some crying nights, whatever happens. She wasn't even home this day. This is the weirdest part. She wasn't even home. But as a mother, you were always thinking about your kids, yeah. right? So I was sound asleep, okay? I was sound asleep. And I sleep with my door open a crack, so that the cat can come in and out. The light from the hallway, from like the bathroom, was kind of shining through my crack in my doorway. And I heard crying. And for some reason, I thought it was Lexi crying. And I sat up, and I'm trying to adjust my eyes, because I just woke up, and I'm like, Lexi? Lexi, are you okay? And I didn't hear anything. And of course, because I just woke up, I forgot that she wasn't actually home. Because I heard what I thought was her crying. And when I looked over at the doorway on the inside of my door, because the only reason why I tell you it's the inside is because the way that the light was shining through, there was a shadow of a young girl on the inside of my bedroom door. But clearly it wasn't an actual girl because my door was still only open the crack. So she couldn't have come in unless she came from my attic door. Like my attic. Okay. But and this, nobody likes your, nobody your likes attic my, is where your It's in my closet. Is, right? So this girl was right by the crack of the door and she was small right. because she was shorter than where the light switch was. And I'm still calling out Lexi and I'm looking and I'm trying to picture Lexi's yeah, face on this. Put the face right. On the, because it was a shadow again. Right. I didn't feel comfortable with the shadow, but it wasn't as scary as my shadow that went over my bed when I was a teenager. Right. But something was off. And I felt like we were looking at each other, even though I couldn't see this child's eyes. Right. I could sense that we were looking at each other. And then she started to move toward me. Right. And I'm like, oh, shit. I need to flip on a light. She's standing beside the light to my bedroom. I don't have time to to fumble with my <laughs> lamp. Right. The closest light is my bathroom, which is literally I can step from my bed to my bathroom light. So that's what I did. And I flicked it on and I turned real quick and she was gone. Right. 
Now, can I ask a question that's going to send shivers up your arms? Sure. <laughs> Is there any way that that could be Ethel? <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she was definitely small. Right. Because oh, it was James smaller Thomas. than Lexi, right? But yeah, was... definitely smaller than Lexi. Right. And definitely a young girl and just staring at me. And right. then she was approaching me, and that scared the shit out of me because right. I didn't want her to come near me now, until I knew what she looked like. And then she vanished. Now, um, we do own a Ouija board. Is it? And, yes, we do. and we have recently discovered that the Ouija board was placed in the house by somebody. Yeah, but that happened. That happened after? Way after. Okay. This incident with Lexi happened like. like okay. I don't. Because I, I was curious if it was mm-hmm. like. No, no, that has, no. More of the incidences more recently yeah. have been after, okay. but that one there that scared the shit out of me right. was definitely before the Ouija board entered our home when we didn't know that it was in here. Right. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, yeah, I don't like, ha- we have a Ouija board. It's in the garage and the two pieces are nowhere near each other. <laughs> right. We don't. Yeah. We no, don't play with it. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. So that incident was really spooky. And yeah. then just, I mean, obviously you, um, you can see into things. So when you look up in the clouds, you can, your mind automatically right. makes pictures. Sure. Like that's just the way that our brains work. But it was very odd too, because I have this big screen TV in my closet. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's dust on it. Yeah. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, that's really weird. So, there was what seemed to be, and it almost looked like you. So the guy had glasses, like dark framed glasses in the dust. Okay. Like on this pic, <laughs> on this TV. And, but the, the picture of him and this other woman's head were very, um, artsy. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like a drawn picture, cartoony type right. style look. And I'm like, that's really cool. I want to take a picture of that. So I took a picture of it. And then I took another picture of it. I think I took three or four pictures of this TV because it, it just looked neat. I, yeah. I knew it was my own mind. Right. I knew I envisioned <laughs> these faces. I wasn't thinking, oh, there's creepy spirits on my TV. They just looked really cool. And uh, it almost kind of looked like John Lennon kind of like stuck, right? Like it was just, anyways, yeah. very cool. And um, then I was looking at these photos that I took of my television. And in this photo, no word of a lie, there's a picture of a child's face that looks like a real child. So the two pic- the pictures yeah. that I was actually photographing was, uh, was a like an artsy kind of style yeah, but then drawn picture. But there's like a real child's head. And the creepiest part of it is in all three pictures, the position of where that child's head is is different. So in the one picture, the child's head is in one spot on the TV right. and then closer and then close. Like it was coming as I was At taking you. pictures, it was coming closer on the television screen. <laughs> Swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and do you still have those pictures? I do. We can post them. Oh. On yeah. The... I just got to find where they are, but yeah. yeah, I still have them. I didn't get rid of them for yeah. sure. But yeah, but so like you can see to the left, I'll explain to the left hand side is the guy's face to the right hand side is the kind of the girl's face. And then if you kind of look, you can see this like. It almost not a baby, but a younger, definitely a younger child's oh, face. That's messed up. Yeah. So whether or not it's Ethel or some other <laughs> creepy kid, um, but like yeah, just weird stuff. Like I remember Abby used to have her group of friends that would come over and hang out, 
And one day they were all in the basement hanging out, and I believe you and I were upstairs. And my dining room tends oh, to be yeah. a room that nobody likes. I was going to say one of the, just really quickly, um, I was watching TV one time, and I hardly ever watch TV here. And uh, out of the corner of my eye, I watched someone's head like a child's head because we always say that there's a child and an older person that yes live in that this live house. here absolutely um one of them lives on the main floor and then one of them oh. lives in the basement yes um the old man we think lives in the basement and then and the child's child, on the main floor, yeah, and, main floor upstairs. and upstairs yeah it fluctuates good goes between yep. um but i i distinctly remember um i out of the corner of my eye seeing something's head look over like where the the door frame is around and just like stare at me and then like fly like back Okay, so the same spot. So you're talking about the dining room coming into the kitchen? Yes. Right, so the same spot. I was watching television, and I happened to look over, and I swore I saw Abby's boyfriend at the time, Brandon, coming coming around that corner to grab a bottle of water out of the thing, and he wasn't there. Yeah. Like, there was nobody there. But I I looked up, and I'm like, oh, I I swear Brandon was standing there getting a drink of water from the cupboard. Like a bottle of water. Yeah. there was nobody there. So it's, it's the same location. And I work in the dining room and in the living room because I've t- converted yeah, those yeah. into my classrooms. And I don't feel... I don't feel comfortable. Does that make sense? No, I, in those yeah. in those rooms. Yeah. Even though I, that's I where I work all the time. I in the basement. And I know, we're in me it, too. We're in it right now. I know, But like, there's like this little... Uh, thing like i don't i can't even explain it for like the, an opening the pot. yeah it's like it's like an opening and I, I i think that there's something on the other end of it right or like, what about the other time that we were all sitting in the family room and it got super cold do you remember that i don't remember that we were all sitting on the couch and the coldness was following abby i believe and then i was like holy crap like it was like actually like that. freezing cold yeah so wow. there's been a lot of different so hopefully this doesn't build up to something big <laughs> i well, hope we can like just i said that this. well you getting scratched was pretty big and yeah but that was the beginning yeah so. and then that 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 girl freaked me out because she was coming yeah. towards me and i don't like that was like, what eight months ago, uh, months ago? maybe maybe, maybe a year. year yeah maybe a year ago hopefully it just stays at bay yeah right but yeah so that's yeah that's all your stories that's all my stories yeah and then i mean like you like i said before yeah. like your granny has yeah stories and stories yeah, i mean yeah. hers are really only quick anyway like well no like granny would never play with a ouija board right. because her sister went it was a bunch of friends gonna play with a ouija board and she refused to touch it so she was sitting off to the side and they were all playing it there was a glass of water sitting on the table and it kept spelling marie no, marie marie yeah. and she's like i'm not playing i just came to watch i'm not playing right. stop telling me to play like she thought her friends were doing yeah. it the glass of water everybody watched it levitate fly across like the room yeah. and smash at my aunt's feet right so granny would never play with the right. Ouija board i don't even think she's ever touched one <laughs> no, because not. of that situation yeah, alone just because of that right um and then with seeing ghosts um I've actually seen only one myself personally. Uh, that was your Dito, so yeah. your great grandfather. Yeah. Um, he came to me after he passed, yeah. and he came to the foot of the bed, and I opened my eyes, and he had said to me, "Tell everybody that I'm okay." Right. Um, and he also came to Aunt Christine in a dream, and they yeah. danced in their cabin or yeah. their thing, their, yeah. their shack. Um, but he never came to anybody else because right. you are the we're more spiritual, spiritual people. people. Exactly. Um, so that's the only actual 
true life spirit experience other than with granny like i've right. had a lot of um, sure. granny yeah, episodes yeah. where she'll come to me um but yeah and then uh but my mom her aunt Anne. Yeah. Uh, came to her and she was babysitting actually her cousin like my mother was babysitting her cousin Donnie at the time yeah. and uh, she kept hearing Anne Anne calling her right. from the bottom of the stairs and she went to the bottom of the stairs and her aunt Anne was standing at the top of the stairs like motioning for yeah. her to come up and my mom freaked out and grabbed the baby and sat outside until my grandmother came home because she refused to go back inside the house <laughs> um yeah. So yeah. So that's basically. That's yeah. So that, that's my ghost stories yeah. that my children have loved to hear all these years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have an official recording of them. So. Yeah. So now you'll always have them. <laughs> that's true. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm sure that everyone has found this to be as entertaining as we have as kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, thank you very well, much for thank you for, for having me. It's been for fun. coming on. Um, and then uh, everyone else, uh, I don't know if Evan's gonna have his episode next week or not. But like I said, you know, we're gonna have our usual three week schedule thing, and you know, um, we'll be back to doing normal episodes. And then uh, this was an experiment for my first solo episode, and then um, it'll be something. Uh, Something else for next time. Um, anyways, uh, I have been JT McCallum. And Barb McCallum. And uh, have a spooky day. <laughs>